to cbjradio.com yet the 2021 international singer songwriters association radio station of the year is a free internet radio station brand new shows every day shows range from hip-hop shows to rock shows to all independent artist shows and a friday night request show oh yeah don't forget about retro saturday nights as well Make cbjradio.com the only internet radio station you listen to. Hello, friends. How are you doing? Now, you know I like to talk about what's on my mind uh, the day I record the intros for this podcast. And I'm a podcast listener as well. I listen to a lot of different podcasts. You should still uh, subscribe to this podcast if you're a first-time listener But I came across a podcast called Incel. Now, if you don't know what an incel is, it's a group of mostly men that identify themselves as involuntary celibate. Now, without diving into the subject too far, I find it very fascinating from a how did we get here as a society thing more than a uh, I judge them or agree with them thing. I just wonder if this is the price we pay for being a very digitally connected society with less physical connections. Uh, it's, I'm always in awe when I sit around a table with friends and everybody's just like has their phone up staring down or has their phone on the table. This became a very new thing to me in basically the second part of my life. Because the first part of my life, I grew up in an era without uh, high-speed internet without a basically a computer in your pocket to check what's going on all around the world or check what's going on with your friends that live in other places. Uh, it was bliss, honestly, to live in the world where I didn't have to think or worry about what was going on the West Coast, the East Coast, or even the next town. I was very dialed in to my, my friends, my family that were local. I mean, I'm not yearning for those days without technology because I work in technology and I I love technology, but I think it has definitely taken a toll on us socially, for sure, for sure. And I think incels are one of those people or are those group of people that have taken a brunt, but they've also found a place to get together and, and talk about their issues with relationships and stuff. I do believe they're on on Reddit. Um, you can go search it out. But I say listen to the podcast and learn about a, a different group of people that you may not know of or you may know some people that should belong to the group or in that group in, in your circle of friends. And uh, it's, it's an interesting podcast. I'll say that for sure. And, well, I, I hope I didn't scare you away with that topic because – Today's guest is Effie Bader, and as you will learn in this episode, Effie graduated college in four years with a very difficult degree in minor. And I'm always super impressed by these people because of their discipline of time in a time of many distractions. I was one of those students that was very distracted by my social life and not really focused on the academic side of going to college. 
Uh, I did make it through. I'll never go back. Even though I work at a university, it just wasn't my thing. Uh, enough about me. Let's get to the interview. I was born in Dallas, Texas, but raised in Laramie, Wyoming. So do you have memories of Dallas or did you, you just get on up to Wyoming fast? Yeah, no, my, we were in uh, Dallas. Uh, my dad was actually in mortuary school. Oh, wow. And that's why we were in Dallas. And then we were in uh, South Dakota a little bit, Powell, Wyoming, and then uh, Laramie. Um, so I you... moved here when I was young. Okay. When, what age was that? Like three or four. Three or four. Do you, are your parents yeah. Texans, or is that where your dad went to school? No, my parents are from South Dakota. Uh-huh. So South Dakota. How'd they meet? They met rodeoing. Uh-huh. They were uh, just a couple towns apart in a small south town, South Dakota, and uh, they didn't know each other in high school, even though they were only 30 miles apart, and then they met rodeoing later. Well, straight out of high school. <laughs> and so are you, I know the answer to this, but are you an only child? <laughs> no, no, I'm not. Most as you know, would know that I have an older brother, Casey Bader. Um, oh. He is still here in Laramie, Wyoming. And then I have a younger sister who is uh, Jessica Sanchez now, married to Angelo Sanchez here in Laramie, Wyoming. Gotcha. And so uh, what are the age differences between you guys? Casey and I are two and a half years apart. Uh, So he's 46 now and I'm 44. And Jessica's 10 years younger than us. So she's 34. Oh, wow. I have a younger sibling and it's 11 years younger than me. So I get that one. (laughs) Yeah. And my older sibling, well, I guess I have a stepsister that's four years older than me. And then uh, my other sister is six years older than me. And so, yeah, all sisters. And uh, all sisters. Yeah. But it gave me great insight to uh, the female mind. And also, like, when girls are like, oh, I'm sorry, that was gross. I'm like, I have three sisters. Nothing is gross by a girl. I'm not really. <laughs> I've seen it all. And so, uh, Growing up, were you like close with your sibling? With well, with Casey, in age you are. Um, yeah. Did you follow him around? Were you living in a shadow? Or uh, do, I'm sure. No, uh, go ahead. Casey and I in high school were kind of polar opposites. I okay. would say um, he was when I got in. I remember when I was a sophomore coming in. He was a senior in high school, and someone asked if we were twins. And I was like, have you seen me here before? No, we're not. Um, but no, we were kind of kind of on different spectrums at that time. I mean, we're great friends now, you know. Yeah. Um, but Casey and I know, uh, of course, I knew everybody in his class and all his friends and stuff like that. But we were close in the fact that he had to drive me to school, much to his dismay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and stuff like that. But. And then Jessica is so much younger, you know, it was, we, we watched her a lot when we were, uh, you know, in our teenage years type stuff. Uh, but we were close and we still are close to this day. Yeah. 
built-in babysitter. That's what I was. Yeah, we were. Yeah, we were built-in babysitters. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> and I I was in the shadow of my older sister, Rochelle. Um, for a long time, I was Rochelle's little brother. I heard that a lot, and she was the original mm-hmm. Rude. Um, oh, so, really? Yeah, and so I was. Yeah, Rude's little brother. Uh, we had the same coach. <laughs> she had him for track. I'm football. And he was like, oh, you're Rude's little brother. You'll be rude now. And so that kind of the beginning of my nickname. But yet uh, it really didn't materialize until I moved to Wyoming. And I never asked to be called it. It just the last name, Flask Rude, so easy uh, to be called (laughs) Rude. And uh, yeah, I went with that. And I have a tattooed on me. And uh, but she's always she'll always remind me. She's like, I'm the original Rude. And I'll be like, well, I made it famous. so." yeah uh and she's like very true very true you've made it famous and uh yeah the coach i think ron hudson was his name oh like to give him and i think mark ruggles here in laramie gave me the rude Uh nickname eventually in a like pe class it kind of materialized there and so yeah that was um, where i i feel you're in the same boat as me except for my older sister who wasn't as old. So as a kid, were you into like other activities? Were you academically inclined? Uh, you play all sports and such? Yeah, well, Casey and I, yeah, Casey was very academic. So um, right. I guess when you say follow in the footsteps, he didn't have to try too hard uh-huh. at, at school. Um, we both did fine. I uh, went to Nellie Isles, which no longer exists anymore. But yeah. there was a, quite a few of us uh, girls that came out of there that played sports and they continued on with sports. So I did sports like through junior high and AAU when I was younger. Okay. But then I think in high school, the only thing I did was uh, cheerleading for basketball once. <laughs> <laughs> Other than that, I was kind of out of it and, then, uh, and uh, you know, got a car and had to pay that payment. So I worked and there you go. I mean, I went to school, but I, I did not do any sports in high school. Yeah, I I liked, well, uh, sports were a distraction when I moved to Wyoming from living in Laramie mm-hmm. because growing up in the suburb of Portland uh, was just totally different than living here. And uh, so I was not happy that I was here. So I did sports a lot of time just to keep my mind off living in Laramie in comparison. Mm-hmm. I love Laramie now. I've been here now yeah. a long time, bulk of my life. 18 years at the university. So yeah, my, my mind changed about that, about this place, but it was not fun to move here when I was 13. And so, Um, yeah, I did sports. I was not academically inclined like my older siblings were, uh, they definitely (laughs) school came a lot easier to them. Uh, I just did enough to play sports, I guess. Uh, looking back, I wish I could have, you know, paid attention more in certain aspects of education i did enjoy stuff like um history and science and such uh english was a struggle but the rest yeah i, I liked um yeah but I, I think since my older sisters made it their thing i was like yeah it's not gonna be mine i'll play some football <laughs> and uh yeah looking back i wish i would have used my head a little more body a little less back then because i sound like a popcorn machine these days but enjoyed playing sports <laughs> a ton uh, made a lot of good friends, had a lot of great memories and such. Uh, and yeah, 
and that. So yeah, you, how'd you get talked into cheerleading? You said basketball. I don't, it was, you know, it was one sport I did, or uh-huh. it was one activity I could do, I guess, where we practiced later. Oh. Uh. At, you know, so I always call it like my, I don't think it was my senior year though. I think it was like my junior year. Okay. So I, my senior year, I was hardly at, ever at the high school because we had that, that block period. I don't know if you guys had that oh. yet, SEP. Yeah, we were, I think. We were there last year. So. Yeah. So we had four, four classes in a day and another four classes another day. So I always called it like my senior year. I was, uh, I went to class and I went to a UW class and I went back to high school class. And then I got out what I called for work release. (laughs) (laughs) And I, and so I did that and I actually worked at uh, the cop shop at the Laramie police department records division during that time. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you're accountable then, I guess. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. It was just, it was work, practice worked out. I knew a few gals in it. They were a lot of fun. And uh, so that was just the only time I did it was that one basketball season. I gotcha. Uh, I had a, a marketing class in my senior year and you could check yourself out to do research for your paper because the paper was basically starting a business in Laramie and you didn't have a budget for it. So you could just totally dream up the works. And so it was right before my lunch too. So every once in a while that turned into a double lunch. I'll say that for sure. Uh, And, uh, but yeah, it was, my senior was a blast and because classes were much easier as far as the athlete. Uh Yeah. It was, it was a blast, but yeah, it was a lot of work to get to that point. And I had a serious girlfriend. So yeah, things went well that year. Uh, So I was like, Oh, Larry's not too bad. I guess I'll go to the university of Wyoming. Without, I mean, right. I tried. I tried to go play football elsewhere, like uh, small schools, and got recruited and such. But they were like, "Thought you were taller," and I wasn't um, the same height <laughs> I was when I graduated high school. So uh, I knew it wasn't in the cards. And uh, but after I took off my helmet for the last time after an All Star game, I was like, "That's ah, not a bad idea." And my hair was growing long. Started to drink and stuff. So I was like, "Yeah." Mm-hmm. Maybe sports isn't that thing. And and I know my body thanks me right now because uh, I see guys that have played, you know, through high school and college and some NFL and they look like they hurt some days. And I'm glad I'm not. Now. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, do, were you in any clubs in high school? I know you're working, so you may not have done the clubs that you join up. Uh, yeah, I was. Well, interestingly, I was class president. Wow. Eighth to 11th grade, I think. Wow. Um, yeah. And I was in SBLA, Future Business Leaders yep. of America. I think whatever the pep club was for a little bit. Um, I didn't do DECA. I was in DECA. Yeah. You were in DECA. Yeah. yeah. So who was, was that? And student go- Oh, I was a peer body or whatever. Peer oh, counselor, yeah. whatever gotcha. I was that in high school. <laughs> So yeah, so those those took a lot of this between student governor and doing that or student government and that. Yeah, for sure. I think I ran for office here and there, represented all, throughout my uh, high school career, <laughs> junior high and stuff, but only landed one office and it was the president of DECA my senior year. Oh yeah. And it was totally a popularity contest. Like to like yeah. 
uh, and I was a football player. So yeah, it, it worked out well. I was like, all right. And all my cabinet members were females. It was awesome. The picture we took, yeah. My, yeah. me and my harem, it was pretty sweet. Uh, but I, I was terrible at DECA, the marketing and advertising stuff. Uh, I, I learned a lot. I get it now. Like I'm not fooled by commercials or anything like that. It's really right. hard. I'm not one of those guys who are like, oh, I saw that commercial on TV. I'm going to go buy that thing. I learned a lot about that's not even milk in the commercial. That's like glue. Like, <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, I learned a lot. It was fun. Uh, and that was honestly, I was like, oh, maybe I'll go into marketing in college and did not uh, ended up in broadcasting. Yeah, I, I I didn't know what I wanted to do going into college. I thought maybe a teacher and my my dad's a teacher. So is my stepmom. Uh-huh. My dad really talked me out of going into teaching, which I, I was like, ah, because I like coaching and I, all that stuff. And I thought everyone's like, you would have been uh-huh. a great teacher, but he really talked me out of it. And so my stepdad talked me into broadcasting. And well, kind of, he, he worked it behind the scenes. He put it in front of me and, and it was very appealing and I was good at what I did and, and enjoyed it. And he gave me an opportunity to get into it early in my college career. And so I speak about college, um, after high school graduation, I mean, you had a lot of your student body president, good grades. Did you, mm-hmm. uh, did you want to go to, I mean, where'd you go to college? <laughs> I went to I went to UW. Okay. Um, I uh-huh. always wanted to go to U, at UCLA. I was uh-huh. visiting with my uncle there. I was like 13, 14. And then you figure out the cost. Yes. <laughs> and my parents are like, we'll help you at universe at UW, but that's not there. And so and I was in a serious relationship too at the time. So uh-huh. so yeah, I stayed here and I went to the University of Wyoming, which I thought which was great still. So Oh yeah. Yeah, but it was like, I was still still such an Oregon kid going to UW. So like I'd go to football games and such, wearing my Oregon gear. Like I wasn't all about the brown and gold, probably till my fourth year of college, what someone called their senior year, but I don't think it was. Mm -hmm. And uh, (laughs) I had football player roommates. I was shooting every sport with video cameras. And so I really started getting into it and become more of a UW fan. And then they really started opening up like the apparel and such uh, after I moved back away and then I went back to Laramie. I couldn't believe how much cool University of Wyoming stuff I can get now. And that makes that yeah. makes a lot. It was hard to really find good stuff back in the day or even that looked like other universities, but a University of Wyoming feel. So uh, I didn't always like wearing it, but now I wear a lot. I have a good collection of UW stuff. <laughs> and you know, I love the University of Wyoming. They signed my paychecks, gave me a degree, took care of my family. Yeah, I mean, changed the tra- trajectory of my family, starting with my stepdad I got a job at the university, and then my mom and myself and education. So, yeah, I can't say enough kind things. Sometimes they piss me off uh, as an employee, yeah. but I mean, so far so good. It's been it's awesome, and uh, and now I have, like live five minutes away from the stadium. And can watch them play football and have season tickets and can have a good time yeah. and watch college have, football. Yeah. Yeah. I always think it, like when I was in school, it never, I never hardly went to games or anything. Yeah. It was like I was stuck in. I was one of those in and out in four years, you know, and oh, I no. tell people this day, enjoy college. Like <laughs> go have fun with it. If it takes you more than four years, 
um, so be it. Um, cause then you just get thrown into the workforce and that's what you do. So yeah, once I was out of college and then was, uh, down in Denver and stuff, I was the university of Wyoming young alum rep down there. Uh-huh. And so I would host a lot of events and stuff with the alumni association down there. So I really got into it and then would come up to two or three games, you know, and that's when I really became, I guess, more of the booster for UW uh, um, and realized the significance of of the athletics for the university. So what was your major? What was your, what was your I was, <laughs> I, it'll be a surprise. I was business administration. Oh, there you go. The minor in finance. Wow. That's, uh, so yeah. That's a solid degree in four years. It's a lot of yeah. learning. Yeah, I yeah, was the one I that wish, went yeah. those extra years for you. I partied for you. <laughs> while well, been doing I tell college. people now, don't don't rush it. Have fun and enjoy it. Because like I said, you're just thrown out into the yeah. real world after that. You know? I, I so. had friends that graduated in four years, and they looked at me and were like, what do I do now? And I was like, I don't know. I got to go to class still. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. sucks to be you, dude. Like, yeah. But yet I wouldn't like want to live the college lifestyle again um, anytime soon because I was, I talked to my friends in college and I'm like, all right, we clearly drank. We clear, mm-hmm. uh, we worked jobs. I had two jobs, we went to school full time. I was like, when did we sleep? Like, right. I was always tired. And so I just, went, I remember sleeping for like 12 hours at a time during like breaks and stuff or, family vacations my little sister would get mad and i'd be like you just wait till you go to college and you'll understand and she was in college yep. and on sleeping on a family like trip and i just woke her up out of the blue and she's like what and i was like yeah it sucks doesn't it it really does suck doesn't it getting woken up when you're... she's like oh yeah sorry about that one when i was a kid <laughs> like see i told you and so yeah, yeah. it was a it, 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 it definitely a good time but also, like, I can see where going to the University of Wyoming and being from Laramie, um, like, you want to get out of this town. Yeah. Actually. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I, I was like, once I figured it out, I went to New York. Like, I couldn't get any further away, I don't think. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, and put my degree to work. I worked in TV news and it burned me out wasn't really a thing for me the people are still working it i applaud them um but it was tough and living in new york like if you don't have money it's really hard to live there oh yeah yeah and so um a job opened up uw and i've been back like 18 years so like how Mm -hmm. long you so you moved down to denver after college to work yeah Yeah. i felt you know, I was I was in Kaiomega when I was in college, so that was a good separation for me. Um, you know, had college friends and could still have some Laramie friends, and, and you know, I never lived in the sorority house or anything, but it was still a good separation to meet people and people I still know to this day and, and friends with. Um, so that really helped. You know, in my class or people I know, whether you're um sorority fraternity sports different programs or even um those that went into the to the residence halls met a lot of friends that way um to kind of separate growing up here 
being from here and then having a college life separate, you know? Yeah. So, I, I lived in dorms and uh, did you? two years. And really, I didn't have like, I didn't meet a ton of people because of it. Um, but that's my own fault because I had Larry. Mm-hmm. Uh, on my first year, uh-huh. I had a fake ID too. So I became like a popular uh, guy that people want to hang out with, you know, by alcohol. Yeah, you'd always be down at Lovejoy's, wouldn't you? No, that was much, <laughs> much later. Much later. Oh, um, much later. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, I lived in the doors, McIntyre, met a guy on the floor that I went to high school with. I mean, or, or we graduated with, but, you know, you have such big classes, uh, graduating mm-hmm. classes. And so I really didn't know him. And we became friends and his roommate ended up moving out. So I moved into there and it's fun. We had a lot of blast Travis Daniels, his name. And, uh, but I was like, wow, I'm not really meeting anybody outside of the Laramie click. And right. so another year in the dorms, cause my like uh, apartment fell, stuff fell through. So I lived in the dorms again, but I was single and I lived at the very end of the hallway on the second floor. So I could go in and out the side door. And basically not even talk to like the desk people or RAs or a lot of the time. Yeah, so yeah. we just, we'd prop the door open with like a rock and it was just kind of an outstanding rule to keep it going. <laughs> and uh, so I did join a fraternity when I was 20 and uh, mm. it was fun. I did it for test files and uh, just uh, networking. And kind of meet right. people outside my clique, but I already was mm-hmm. like going to parties, getting drunk, and I I met girls already. So those lines didn't really work on me when they were trying to get me to join. But I was like, those test files, <laughs> that's a good idea right there. Yeah. And uh, got good grades while I was in the fraternity, but yet also turned 21. And the bars, I was like, oh, and I'd already started mm-hmm. going out of fake ID. And then it was like, oh, now I work at the parlor as a DJ. Wow. Do I really want to go oh. hang out at the fraternity house? Not so much. And yeah. kind of went our separate ways. And some other things happened in the, the fraternity house that um, it went on probation for the first time. And it was just some shady stuff. And I was like, ah, I'll go be a part of shady bar stuff, I guess. But <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, it was it I. I, I don't know if I would say go out and join a fraternity, but if you're, yeah. you just wanna, if you just want to meet girls and party from, from being a male, uh, there's other ways to do it than join a fraternity, but there are good networking and test files and, and you can develop some good friendships and you, you were in it for a sorority for a while. So, I mean, yeah, I, yeah, yeah I lasted till my, my junior year, almost the end of my junior year. So yeah, I've met a lot of a lot of good people. You had like you had Mackie on, and she was my little sis actually uh, when I was in Kyomega. Yeah, <laughs> that's so. Uh, you know, it it was good to have those connections later though too, just to because then when I moved down to Denver, you know, everyone you know thrown into different work environments and stuff, and I lived within. Uh, we lived in this, like a one mile radius of a gal that I was in uh, the sorority with and another oh, wow. one that I got, graduated with the college of business with, and they both worked for Janice. And so we were, were right there, uh, together and, and did a lot of stuff together and kind of navigated Denver and, 
and uh, stuff like that. First, and I actually I lived with a gal too that I graduated from the College of Business with. So, See, so yeah, and then it, and then it grew from there from being with the alumni and just getting to know everybody. Tons of us, as you know, moved to De- moved to Denver. Yeah, live in Denver. But was yeah. like, I it's still moving from Laramie to Denver. I <laughs> it's a pretty big adjustment. Um, yes. Were you overwhelmed or did you just tackle it head on? Oh, uh, I think I tackled it. You know, when I first, um, I worked for a commercial real estate company. Uh, so that was a lot different for me. Like coming from here, I'd already gotten my real estate license when I was 19 um, and worked as an assistant for the company that I'm part owner in now. You know, my mom works there and uh, worked there at the time. So I worked with some great ladies, but I didn't even know at that time that a commercial real estate agency, that's all they did, <laughs> you uh-huh. know, like here you do everything if you want. Um, so I was just like, you just do commercial. And then not only do we just do commercial, you have an industrial team, a retail team, a, yeah. you know, multi-family team, you know, all that type stuff. So that was, that was probably the hardest part. I worked right in downtown Denver on the 16th street mall huh. um, for a few months. Before our office moved to the tech center we always then had a, a presence downtown but um and then i was out of the tech center but so yeah. that yeah it was it was different it was different uh meeting the different dynamics of people throughout the country um and it, of course it was a pretty very male do- dominated industry but um met some great guys from you know we're from guys from chicago to to new york to to Denver guys, to, you know, Fort Collins Rams fans. <laughs> ah. Like, you know, I mean, that kind of rolls right into why I didn't move to Denver. Uh, I <laughs> was like, I can't live there. I really don't like any of their sports franchises. Like, I was just <laughs> such an, ang- and I sports hate, you know, uh, and I had for mostly the Broncos on that the whole thing. Um, so I was like, I can't live there. It's going to be around me 24 seven. I can't live yeah. there. And like living in New York, it was totally different because I could care less about the Jets or the Giants. I mean, other yeah. New Yorkers would be like, who do you like? And I'd be like, um, Jets, because they're not in the NFC and their their headquarters are on Long Island, or at least they were. And I was like, yeah, I like them better. Um, but <laughs> I really didn't care a whole lot. And they would turn on those teams so quickly. Like the media and the people would be like, the Giants or the Jets do one thing wrong or lose one game, it's over, and they're just sad fans. I was like, ah, for being the number one sports market, you guys really don't give your teams a break. And and luckily, when I moved there, I was a Yankee fan, so that kind of sweetened the deal. And so I liked Uh I like being around that and having access and and getting to see all their games like on TV or get a go and such. And Mm -hmm. that was cool. And, but otherwise, the sports teams out there didn't really care much unless my team was coming to town. But yeah, that's why I didn't go to Denver. And they and they have yeah, really, really good news pro. As I learned, they win Emmys or news stations did do. And we would do kind of the same kind of news stories in New York and win Emmys. I never won one. I was on like, uh, I had a few more years to put in before they put me on the the really aesthetically good looking pieces where you get to work a week on a story. I had to work, do a story in like a couple hours. And so, right. uh, if I'd have stuck it around, yeah, it probably could have happened, but 
too much bleeds it leads news and uh, i was there during 9 11 so that scarred me and i love working in education yeah. i feel like i'm part of part of the solution part of uh moving the world forward and such even though i just work in it but i, I love doing that and so yeah it was interesting i i how you brought up everyone moves to denver and i was like yeah i know mm-hmm. like i was yeah. trying to move it there was, it, it was like, like denver austin when i graduated oh. it was denver uh, denver austin so and and at that time i still had this a significant other yeah. that i was serious with so it was it was denver so i had to be close i'm very family oriented and heck now i work with my mom my sister <laughs> my niece you know so um so it was it was close to home but yet yet away so how long were you in denver i was in denver over 10 years oh wow yeah yeah so i went there so i was kind of a i was i was a late you know uh birthday so i was 21 when i graduated and moved there um and i turned 22 that summer uh, so i was there yeah till i was like 31 so so 10 years or so <laughs> long time yeah um but in that time it wasn't even you know um everyone i always look back now you might too is like they're like the friends you know jennifer Aniston and all that they had their <laughs> friend group there that was kind of their family and yeah it wasn't even necessarily anybody from the university of wyoming it was you know somebody i worked with him and his wife were my best friends and then some nebraska girls and and just we had a whole group of us that were just like that like that type of situation that was family there yeah oh yeah it's great to have those kind of friends all right and then you're like where did yeah. those last 10 years go wow yeah 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 so it was it was great we were all great and now all of us you know are settled down and most of us suburbs somewhere or smaller back town back to where we grew up and have kids and stuff like that so we had our roaring 20s i guess you could say <laughs> i call them the blurry 20s i was like yeah <laughs> the blurry 20s. Yeah. yeah i started having more fun when i was like 28 i think in life than anything but well i like yeah i had a blast in college then like got married and lived in New York mm-hmm. at, to a girl from England and uh, got divorced and then moved back to Laramie and I had a full-time job in a college town. I was reborn a college student, but without all those stupid, you know, studying responsibilities. And, right. and I, my job the first couple of years wasn't like that difficult. So like I could do a lot more in my social time and pay the price at work, but uh mm-hmm. and then became a dj again in a bar and i was like at lovejoys and i was just like there uh yeah it was a blast and but that makes my 30s oh my 30s were very blurry and i was like man i wish i really could remember a lot of those times but uh my best friend ray is like you have the best memory i can give you like details of this 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 and you can rattle off the whole night and i was like but i just can't recall it offhand yeah i was uh-huh. like oh yeah oh yeah i remember that night yes and so yeah. but it seems yeah. like it's getting worse i always tell people if you get it in the short in the long term it sticks with me for life 
But if it's in the short term, I probably won't remember it in two hours. Like it's just what it is. <laughs> and so, uh, so once you left Denver, like where'd you head mm-hmm. after that? Laramie, Wyoming. I moved back home. So I always joke to clients I meet and everything. They're like, "Why'd you? Why are you back in Laramie?" And I said, "Well, at that time, I it was a transition in the economy, and I had saved money, and I was three years out of a divorce." Um, so it had fun, you know, kind of did my early twenties and my thirties type thing. Um, and so it was just kind of, kind of time to move on. I felt. And so I always say I was going to go big or go home and I could have moved on with my company and went into different areas, which I kind of wanted to do into, um, management or, um, gosh, I'm not even going to remember what the term was called, but you know go put in like new radio shacks and towns everywhere, oh. you know? Um, and so I wanted to move to Dallas, Fort Worth area or Nashville. And I was like, go big or go home. And I t- always say that I, I didn't mm. go big. I went home and I was, I told my sister, if she got a real estate license. My mom was wanting me to come back and, and help her with the company here. And I said, well, if Jessica gets her real estate license, I guess I'll, I'll come home for a bit and see how it goes. And I was up here, you know, once a month or once every other month and really enjoyed being back and enjoyed Laramie. And so Jessica did and uh lovely story, but I was with friends in Vegas. <laughs> I think I might've even been with some Wyoming friends at that time with milk and them, but uh, oh, yeah. anyway, Jessica called and she passed her, real estate exam we're down at the pool at the mgm and i looked at everybody and i said i guess i'm going home (laughs) and also that was like oh sorry go ahead so that was like september and and uh toured italy for 10 days in november 10 days or so with friends and and was back up here in january that was the first time i'd had a month off from work since i was like 15 Uh, from moving up here I, yeah. Well, home helps heal wounds from divorces too. I mean, I used to yeah. three years removed. I was I, mine was like a couple months, and it was like I'm on the Laramie, oh. and uh, yeah, yeah, it helped a ton. And it was interesting because I had the you know New York attitude of I'm only going to be in Wyoming for five years, and then I'm moving <laughs> back to Oregon, and we're 18 years right now. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, yeah that. I always have to sit and think like, God, I've been back now. I'm for, you know, I've been back since 2000, so going on 11 years. So, wow, 2000 or 2010? Yeah. 2010. 10. Okay, I was like Sorry. 2000. That 2010. Makes 2010. Yeah. I moved back. Yeah. So yeah. 11 years. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's, uh, life changed a lot since then. So. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, um. I've been with Tia that long, like 2011. So it's like, wow. Wow, yeah. 10 years, almost. Yeah, I've been. It'll be officially 10 years. Yeah. Yeah, I've been with my my, uh, current, no, I don't mean to say current husband, but I've been with my (laughs) husband 10 years. (laughs) And that was going to be my next question. So you came back to Larry, Uh you found a husband. Uh I found a husband, yep. (laughs) How'd that happen? (laughs) Uh, Mulligan. <laughs> Mulligan. 
Mulligan. Frequent people there, or you guys walked in? Uh, I was. We didn't live in town at the time. I was just there one night. Some mutual friends introduced us. Uh, Our first time to get, we were up at the Jackson Hole Hill Climb. Uh Um, I was up there with friends. He was up there with friends, and so ever since then, uh, we've been together. That right? Yeah, twenty. Our dog just turned ten, so that's how we keep track of it. Because we got six months after we were together. (laughs) And so, and then you guys, you guys have kids, right? Yeah. So I have a twenty-three-year-old stepson. Uh, and he just moved, he moved to New Mexico for a while. We had him, um, he, you said you moved here in Laramie when you were 13. He got to move here when he was 14, Mm. uh, from Kansas and he finished out high school here and then went to UW a year and then moved down to New Mexico back with his other family for a bit, but just moved back permanently here. And then I have a seven-year-old. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Steps. Hey, uh, it's interesting, you know, stepkids, because I was a stepkid of mm-hmm. two st- great stepparents. My parents divorced when I was like six. Um, they married the next people that they and stayed with them. Um, mm-hmm. so I have great stepparents that I've known as my parents longer than I know my parents being together. And, uh, and they're, all active, they're all active in my life. It's not like, yeah, um, it's a little tougher when we moved here from Oregon. Um, it's hard on my dad that. I lived here and I definitely haven't got to see him as much as I should have in life. And still to the day, don't see him enough and everything. And, uh, but I'm a total mama's boy and that probably makes sense. Uh, because <laughs> I think she, uh, favored me a little bit because I wasn't a girl. Uh, my sister uh, would fight with her every once in a while. And, uh, uh-huh. she's like, we don't fight. And I was like, I know. Cause you didn't raise me to be a independent woman. Like you're, daughters <laughs> you know, a strong woman. and so and she's like yeah i know i was like they're a lot like you and she's like yeah i know and so yeah. uh I mean, they always joke my siblings joke that i'm the favorite i i hate to think that parents can have favorite kids so i try <laughs> not to think about it all too much um no uh, we, we we bicker about it in our family too yeah. I say it's Casey. I say it's Casey too sometimes just because he doesn't work with us and he was the boy, but I don't know. And then they all say it's me and then everybody else will say it's Jessica. So Yeah. Oh, I hear it from my little sister and older sister. They're like, you're so their favorite. And I'm like, Yeah, sure. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I, I don't think of them as as a favorite. Like I think we're treated all equal. Right. And I was like, I don't see him. I thought my little sister for a while because she was the baby. But uh-huh. as she got older and sassier, like <laughs> it was easy to see that I got favored. And and yeah, my dad is like, you know, the prodigal son. I'm um technically his only child, even though he adopted my older sister. Uh, because my mom's married three times. Not like I really need to air business, but uh, she was married three right. times, had three kids with each. And uh, my dad was middle, but my older sister's dad was had a battle of alcoholism that he never could win at that time period. And so he abandoned my little sister, older sister, and my dad adopted her. I always knew her with the same last name until she got married and everything. 
And so, uh, but yeah, she'll, my sister, older sister will bring that up every once in a while. I'm like, he loves us both. Knock it off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like he adopted you. But, it. That's kind of with us. Cause I moved back when I moved back from Denver, you know, I wasn't out at the bars that my, my parents are uh, frequenters of uh, the roughed up duck ah. and formerly read <laughs> just cause our, our home is a block away. Um, but I would move back and they'd be like, who are you? And I'm like, I'm their daughter. <laughs> I'm Carla's daughter. Can you not? <laughs> yeah. But she's been with Emery uh, 35 years now or so, my stepdad. So, um, and Jessica's there. So it's like, uh-huh. there are, she has two others. It's Casey and Casey and I, but yeah. But I mean, like you say, Emery's been a part of our life for years. So yeah. Oh yeah. My yeah. stepparents are awesome. They're awesome. Yeah. People. And like, like, my stepdad was a mentor. I kind of brought it up though. He kind of pushed me in the broadcasting door in my senior high school. I know I told him the story on a few podcasts. He was like, they didn't, my parents didn't want me to work because I was doing athletics and uh, going to school. And so they were like, you can't have a job too. You just not be able to handle it. Very true. Right. And uh, so and but my, yeah, yeah. they let me work in the summer but not doing the school. Uh-huh. So uh, I got a job. My stepdad gave me a job carrying equipment for K2 uh, news out of Casper. And I would help the cameraman carry the equipment back in the day. It was a lot of equipment to carry just to shoot video. And uh, I'd be on the sidelines for football games or UW football games. And uh, it was really fun. Cause uh, I played high school football in Laramie. And the next day I would go and do mini press conferences with our sports reporter in the press box because they never talk to linemen after a game, but the day after they do. <laughs> and so it was fun to talk with them. And then he was like, uh, my freshman year of college was like, you should intern for me, you know, just carry equipment again. You'll learn some stuff. Um, and he didn't even bring up becoming a broadcasting major not at one, not once. And I got about halfway through interning and I was like, yeah, this is what I want to do. I want to carry around equipment. I work on video, do broadcasting stuff. Uh, nowadays I use it more for my radio station, this podcast than anything. I work in right. IT, uh, for the most part, but I don't really apply a lot of what I learned in broadcasting. I'm just not scared of technology. So that's where it all started, but yeah, it was interesting. And then I, the job I got in New York, at a TV station, my dad in Oregon got my resume to somebody out there. Not my stepdad who's got all the connections my dad did. <laughs> And so it just works out connections and who, you know, and everything. And, uh, but yeah, like I talked to a lot of people on the podcast that were broadcasting majors and it's sad that a lot of us don't even put our degree to work anymore. Not even one part of it. A lot of them are realtors, a lot of them work in business Mm because traveling, what you'd have to do is travel around the United States and work up your markets until you got to the best market, the biggest market. But that doesn't really help you raise kids or have a family or anything like that. Right. So a lot of people are like, I'm fed up. I'm going to go be in real estate. I'm just changing my path. And uh, yeah. So I don't, I, people, well, there's no broadcasting degree at the University of Wyoming anymore. They got rid of it my last year. And, uh, but I tell people, I was like, if you can find something better than broadcasting, uh, do that. Um, do that. Well, I, I always, I always do. Yeah. I wanted to be a news 
or like watching Denver, I'd be like, oh, I could go be a news anchor. And I remember a, a, a guy I worked with, he interned there or whatever. He goes, you do realize they just like you have a suit top on and nothing, you know, sweats underneath. And he's like, it's not that glamorous or anything. <laughs> like, okay. So now I notice, I always think of that because now I notice when they like get up from the table and actually have a, a whole suit on or a dress or whatever, because oh, yeah. they didn't use, you know, they just sit beside the, behind the, the desk. Oh, I bet a lot of them and still. It was not that, that great. Huh? I bet a lot of them still don't go full suit. If you're constantly yeah. every day under the lights for an hour or two hours. Yeah. I wouldn't go full suit. Like if I didn't have to, unless yeah. you just have to stand up in front of the camera, I get that. But I had noticed that years ago, but I was just like, Oh, they stand up a lot more now. And, Oh yeah. So they're yeah. Yeah. And I'm they're sure there. I'll get crap for this one if anybody my anchor friends listen. Um there I was like to be an anchor, all you got to do is be able to read on camera. Usually people did the other research <laughs> and brought you the stories and everything. There's some reporters out there that go out and do their own stories and then they're the anchor and everything. Good kudos mm-hmm. to them, but there's a lot that all they do is just come in and read that news. And they don't do any research. They're just good readers and speakers. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure I could get yelled at by people that still work in the industry. But, hey, prove me wrong, as that one meme says. Prove me right. wrong. And do so, it. yeah. And, uh, and yeah, you don't even have to have, like, some of them don't even have to have degrees. they just good on camera and they can speak well. Uh-huh. They, could, they could have a high school degree and still be a, a nightly news anchor. So. Right. There you go. As long as they sound good and all that. So yep. all right, roll it back to move back to Laramie. Now you're working in real estate. Yeah. Always been sister. in real estate uh-huh. with your sister. Sorry. I should have had that one with my mom. I bought oh, into mom. my mom, my mom, okay. the company Laramie land. So then I bought into that company with her when I moved back. So um, yeah, I've been in that uh, full-time realtor here in Laramie now since I've been back. Um, and yeah, we have other associates too at our office, but my mom and I, and she's, she's still the broker. And then uh, Jessica and then Bailey, my niece, Casey's daughter works with us too. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, Carrie Hayden's your cousin? Carrie is. Is Loretta's the, cousin. Carrie, Carrie Loretta's cousin. Yep, yeah. Casey's wife's cousin. Casey's yep, wife. Yep, I knew there was uh-huh. in my head, it was twisting around. And I was like, I remember meaning Loretta, even though I went to high school with her, I think through uh-huh. Carrie. And I was like, Yeah, we went to high school together. You know, one of those big high schools. But I was like, and then when she, yeah, she married your brother, I was like, Man, I guess it's Wyoming where, you know, small town, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Town, everybody, yeah. There's only two degrees of separation somehow. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Casey and Larry have been married like, well, Bailey's 25, 26 years or so. Wow. That's another, you have to think. Yeah. So, so they've been married a long time. Mm-hmm. If hopefully Casey listens to this podcast, I don't know if you can convince us to. This is a good story. <laughs> it's an interesting story. I swear it was his 10 year reunion. I'm going to go with that. Uh-huh. Uh, I think it was the fireside still. And, uh. I was DJing and I remember 
you had to go in the crow's nest there. You had to climb up the ladder to get to the EJ booth. And, and Casey came climbing up to request a song, but didn't hold on to that last ladder rung and just <laughs> fell backwards. Like, I don't know if he landed on a table or how it went down, but I was like, <laughs> I, I looked over and I see his head and he's like, I have it. And then just fell backwards. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> and I was like in the middle of like changing songs. So I like did that and then looked over and they're kind of pulling him off the ground. But I was like, wow, I think I might've asked him what the song was, what he wanted to hear later, but I don't know. I couldn't remember the song, but <laughs> I was like, I, he, he had a few cocktails in him. I mean, oh good, yeah. A good mistake. Maybe that's why he hasn't gone back. They, yeah. I always joke at two blue days because I'm always out. And I was like, I even, Loretta and I were out because it was her, I don't know, 30 year or something this year. And, uh, or maybe it was a redo from last year. Oh, I can't yeah. remember. But, um, so she was out and we called Casey. And I was like, if one person asks me where you are, I'm going to say you went to shit in the hog bay. Because <laughs> 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 I don't care. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe that's why he doesn't go out to the reunions and stuff. I don't know. Maybe you'll have to ask him. Confirm that story. Yeah. Rivers falling from. I I believe it. Totally believe it. (laughs) Yeah, it was. I feel bad. Like I was just those things you still remember from the day. Yeah. It's a shocking moment. I was like, oh no. Like I was too far away to even like (laughs) reach out an arm or anything to try to help. Probably would have pulled me with him, so that probably wouldn't be a good idea. But yeah. (laughs) Uh, I remember that. Um, so I got one more question to ask you. And I asked mm-hmm. everyone this question. Mm-hmm. This show is called All My Friends with Justin Flaskrude. How'd we meet? How'd we become friends? We, I actually remember you from high school because you were friends with Jason. So oh, yeah. I always, and you were, uh, so I remember that. I mean, I think you were, you might've been a senior when I was a freshman. That sounds right. Because I was right. uh, Jason. Yeah, I was. Yeah, yeah. So I always remember. I remember that and remembering Rude from, and uh, you did weightlifting with him. Definitely. And how much you could bench in your PE class or something. So I always remembered that, and then I just remembered uh, you from high school. Jason and I skied together. We were on the race ski team together. Oh That's yeah, you guys were on the yeah. Yeah, and yeah. Well known for my weightlifting accomplishments, I guess. Um, yeah. Well, it was all football related, and yeah. um, I took to weights when I first started lifting. When like they just start like when you're a sophomore, you got on a weight program, and it I, I was good at it, and it made me a better athlete by all means, and. Even like Schumacher would be like, Rude doesn't know his own strength, add more weight, like stuff like that was said. And Mm -hmm. they, one year, my junior year, they posted all, like put on the wall, all of our max weights, like what we lifted. Um, And so I would have so many people come up to me and be like, I beat your, I beat your weightlifting score. I did this or that. And I would break their hearts and I'd go. That was my junior year. I was a whole lot stronger <laughs> senior year. And they're like, what? No. And I was like, they just didn't put that stuff on the board. I mean, it was like one year, but there's so many people throughout time that would just see that. And I'd be like, oh yeah, I was benching 300 plus by my senior year squatting. Yeah. I was just like, that was a good start. And they're like, oh, or anytime I'd felt like somebody in the room 
would be like, oh, I cannot lift you. I would add on more weight. And I was like, I will, I don't know why it was so I mean, important to me. I identified, I loved lifting weights after a while. I wish I still kind of did, but um, yeah, it was cool. And, and then, yeah, people would recognize me for that or say stuff or tout my yeah. accomplishments to other people. Like, oh, this is my friend Rude. He did this. And I like, yeah, that's yeah. that's me. I I think I think he, he weightlifted with you some. Maybe oh, yeah. during ski. Yeah. So he knew you pretty well, I think. And so I oh, yeah. I always I always knew older people because I was with he was Casey's age too. And and it just seemed like we always were with older older classmen. So Yeah. Um, um yeah. He yeah, we definitely have weights a lot. Like, well, um, this, our coach Stonehouse was like a real coach. Like he wasn't like a great, he was a great skier and a coach uh-huh. coached football and stuff like that. We'd get a lot of coaches that were great skiers, but sucked at being a coach. I mean, and stuff like that. So I never knew any different, but that's what I'd heard. And I had him as a coach. And so we like developed a weight program for the ski team and stuff. And so I had to like teach people yeah. how to like how you lift weights form and stuff like that <laughs> and he gave me an award during like the letterman banquet most likely to bench press the whole team and that probably <laughs> should. but yeah, yeah. It, it was weird that i became a strength coach because we were low on the totem pole when it came to like training getting ourselves taped uh getting like strength training from a strength coach or anything like that they would always work with yeah. basketball and all the other teams uh before skiing and so just having someone that knew what they were doing in the weight room you know helped us out uh, out in the ski on the hill and such i know yeah. people skip weights and lifting and and screw off a lot of time i didn't have to report to me it's their own <laughs> mistakes you know and but i was proof that if you work hard at it, you'll get stronger and faster and all uh, that. Yeah. Cause I wasn't, I didn't have the natural talent. I didn't think until I started doing that kind of stuff. And so that's why I didn't like drink or do anything in high school. Cause I felt my body's my temple. Well, I was just like, if you can do all this sober and kick ass, you know, you shouldn't party. Yeah. So that's why right. I'm mad at my teammates. I was like, you are awesome. You have God given talent, but you're out getting <laughs> drunk every weekend. I, yeah. I, I wouldn't okay. lecture, but they knew how I felt. And so, and, but then fast forward a few years later, I'm the drunkest guy at a party. So <laughs> you know, it, it, I understand. Uh, but at the, in high school, I chose not to do that. And, and now I remember a lot of high school because I didn't party. Yeah. Out. I didn't yeah. party much either at the top shop. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. They could probably I just look at you and be like, they come up and go, Effie, what are you doing here? Leave. I'm like, okay. Time to roll. We had some that's, cool police that's, officers that's then. Giving it eyes out, you know? Yeah. But, we had some cool ones. Like but, Cushman and Avery always were very kind to me in my run-ins with uh-huh. them. <laughs> just because I was a good high school kid. They would even say that. Yeah. 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 And so. Yeah, and I definitely. I, who was who? Yeah, I wasn't like a brawler in college or anything like rowdy or anything like that. So they were never like no. totally crazy run-ins with them. But yeah, I mean, I like at a party, I'm like, oh, you guys again? Oh man! <laughs> like, yeah, I know. 
but you gotta you gotta tell because you're still responsible now and they'll sometimes be a driver at night so you gotta tell about driving me and my husband home one night (laughs) so uh yeah this gets to i i'm i haven't drove uber in there i'm still signed up to do it all i'm just kind of waiting for Uh this whole i don't want to drive wear a mask and drive but i think it's company policy so and also Uh if people don't have a job they should go drive uber like i'm not trying to take away that money from i got a full-time job i did it for side hustle stuff um i was just happy to do it for people that went out drinking and needed a ride home and i made a little money off it and yeah I gave you guys a ride home and you live out in the country a little bit and mm-hmm. not, not too far out, but just, you have a country road. No. Let's just say that. Yeah. And, yeah, uh, I was, I dropped you off and I was going back and on the road crossing over the bridge. It's a beaver. Like just <laughs> taking its sweet time crossing the road. Like I was like, have I been drinking? Like I just didn't expect <laughs> it to see that. But I also remember when I lived out in that kind of area, I lived off Cottonwood Estates, not too far up the road. Yeah, yeah, we're down there. Uh-huh. And uh, I would go down to the river all the time. I was probably 15, 14, didn't have a car. So I spent a lot of time hanging out with my dog by the river. And there was a beaver that would just chop down trees all the time. So I shouldn't have been shocked. But then I was like, but yet, wasn't expecting to see that on an Uber night driving back into town. So it keeps my eyes open it for just, everything. It just cracked me up because when I saw you next, you're like, I never thought I'd say I saw a real beaver when I was driving, but not the slang of it. Like, I yeah. saw a real beaver. I saw a real beaver. Like I saw a beaver while driving Uber. You got everybody be like, yeah, I bet you do. And I was like, no, a real one. A real, real beaver. beaver. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I see, I, I see deer. There's a, a group of deer that have set up shop in the golf course and we live right by the golf course. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, that's safe. That makes sense. You guys are smart. There's no real predators yeah. in there and everything. And they just got to keep away from golf balls part of the air, but they're always hanging out on the side of the road. And so I'm always like, yeah. they're going to run, they're going to run. And, uh, <laughs> you got to keep your eyes open in Wyoming. Cause yeah, we did- yeah. We just had an associate move out from Connecticut and he never, he's always lived in, or he's lived a couple other places, but we were going out to Albany to a listing and he goes, Oh, there's an antelope. I haven't seen one yet. And I'm like, what? Huh. You haven't seen one yet. Like just go walk the golf course. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. You'll see him. <laughs> yeah. We are. He was just so impressed. He's like, well, now I've seen one. I got to see a herd of them. I was like, Oh, you will. This yeah, way. you will. <laughs> On uh, the 4th of July, we were sitting out in front of our house. There's a kind of a perfect little spot between the trees. You can see the fireworks because uh, we get lazy and don't feel like going anywhere. And uh, mm-hmm. we see this thing coming down the road and it looks, looks like a dog, but it's not. It's a fox. Just mm-hmm. I'm looking for cover because everyone's setting off fireworks all around us. I'm sure it was freaked out. But it kind of saw us and was like, oh, no, they saw me and like ducked into the bushes. And I was like, you know, I was like, don't kill any cats. Yeah, I know. I mean, our cats stay inside, but I have a, I'm sympathetic. But yeah, yeah, that was the first time I really 
I've seen, I've seen a fox on the golf course here, but that's one first time I've seen one just cruising down the road at night. So yeah, in Wyoming, we've probably got more elk, antelope, <laughs> animals than people. We do. What am I saying? That's just the thing. Yeah. Well, now now we have moose on our road, so moose. That's, that's been. Yeah, we. Uh, I haven't seen just the pictures from my my son, and then when I was I was in Texas last week, and we had two bull moose just right on our road. Wow. Because we're right by billows and stuff yeah so i haven't seen a moose in so long tia saw yeah. one right by our house by the golf course between golf course and the quadrant angle um she was out on a call at like four in the morning and i think she was mm. coming back and she was like i saw a moose and i didn't know moose roamed around laying me so close and i was like are you sure and she's like yes absolutely positive yeah, <laughs> it was a moose. So, yeah okay. you know yeah okay yeah so, well, all right. Yeah. So, this, and then I got to meet you again yep. uh, when uh, when I was in Zondo with Tia. So, yes, yeah. Uh, it's interesting that you know, yeah, she is the funeral director, the owner in this town, mm -hmm. and parents pass, people pass, and my friend, you know, our grandparents, mm -hmm. and people will like meet with her, and they'll be like, "You look so familiar." And there, there might be a Laramie person, and then they're like, "Oh, you're Rude's girlfriend, wife." Yeah, everybody wants, mm -hmm. to, wants to marry us off all the time, but uh, and so they're and they're just like, "She's like, yeah, yeah," and it's just like it always catches me off guard that people would know me, and I was like, "Hey, they know me, and I know a lot of people." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To make up all my. Yes. That's what brought me to Laramie is Montgomery Striker. So. Oh. That is why me and my family are still here. So. Gotcha. Way back in the yeah. day. Way back. Yeah, my wow. dad was hired there when right when they were still on Grand. So. Oh wow! Wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's yeah. So I always say that that's what brought us here. Is that so? And that's what brought yeah. Tay here, and now <laughs> she owns it. It's pretty rad. And now she owns it. Yeah. Yep. So, well, all right. Uh, I want to thank uh, you for being on the show. I'm going to wrap it up. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. Get around town, Rude. I want to thank Effie for being on the show. I'd kind of forgotten about the beaver crossing the bridge after I dropped them off from an Uber ride. I've had a few Uber stories, but... Mostly the rides I've done have gone pretty good. I do enjoy drunk people, but hating waiting on them. When you pull up to pick up a rider and they're not there because they're drunk inside or they're trying to get their drunk friends. Uh, my tip, if you call a ride share, don't make the driver wait. You got that? Don't make them wait. All right, folks. I'm still looking for an artist or artist to make an intro for this show or just transition music like a guitar solo, drum line, bass line, electric uh, keyboard, uh, electric triangle, whatever instrument you play or you know if somebody plays. If it's your kid, that'll work too. Let me know. 
if that's you or someone you know, by sending me a private message. If you know me in person, you can text me, call me, uh, hit me up on the social medias. I've got Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook. You can find ways to connect with me there. Send a message to the Facebook page, all my friends with Justin Flaskrude, and I will use that music on this show and promote it every time it gets played. Every episode will get a special promotion about the music on the show. So let me know. I want your music played on this show as a, a theme song or just intro music. If you can create a theme song for the show, that'd be fantastic as well. Now, folks, I have a very busy work week next week with classes starting at UW, my full-time job. And I don't think I'll have the energy nor brain power at the end of the day to do a podcast episode. So if you're listening for the first time or binging the show, this break may mean nothing to you. But if you're constantly up to date on the show, you may just have to wait an extra week. Now, please make sure you subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you listen to and tell your friends. And don't forget to like us on Facebook as well. On to the next episode. And spoiler, it's going to be a very, very entertaining one. (laughs) 